0: On today's episode of Open Box Policy, we talk about how hard it is for us not to judge and be critical of the people around us whenever they're making stupid-ass decisions. (laughs) It is really hard. Super. Yeah. I pretty much judge them every day. Uh, We also talk about anxiety and how it affects us, especially when it comes to our jobs. I find that we get really anxious at our jobs or prior to. We also come to a conclusion or find out the conclusion of uh, Devin's friend's dating uh, situation that happened we find out what uh what finally happened with that and then we kind of end on a somber note with adam's escapades and we find out finally it all comes
1: to a head with his uh, dating experience well and i'm glad you told him it was somber because now they all know what happened <laughs> <it>
0: <laughs> just said it was somber
1: yeah
2: so i need you guys to do something listen to the whole episode and tell us do you think Adam's going to be single for the rest of his life?
1: <laughs> it's going to be a poll. We're going to put up a poll. Yeah, we're going to and put we a need poll you up. all to answer yes or no. Is Adam going to be single for the rest of his life? There's no maybe. It's yes or no. And if you say no, we need you to comment and leave your telephone number. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or, or,
0: or DM Adam directly with your yeah. telephone number. <laughs> yeah.
2: Tweet us at OBP Raw. You can find
1: us on Instagram and Facebook at the same name. And if you want to continue the conversation or have any topics that you would like for us to talk about, feel free to email us at podcast at gmail.com.
0: So we appreciate all the interaction we've been getting from our fans on DMs and emails. Continue it. We really appreciate it. Let us know what you want us to talk about and continue to interact with us.
1: The Patriots, I have a $100 bet on it I, that they don't Terrible. go to the Super Bowl. That Terrible they don't bit. go to the Super Bowl? That they don't go to the Super Bowl. Terrible bet.
0: It's you a, realize the only people standing between them and the Super Bowl is the fucking Jaguars. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, well I made – They're a lot better, but still. I made this bet like two months ago. Oh, uh, okay. You know, and I just – I wanted – I don't want them to go and I wanted to bet against them even though I know that's a sucker bet. But I just – look, Tom Brady – He's I don't I don't like it when people call him the goat. I don't know if he's the goat, but he's amazing. How could
0: you argue against him being the goat though?
1: That's just a story for off podcast. He
2: just he just doesn't doesn't like Tom Brady. Well, no, I, I don't like him as a he's person. He's amazing, but, but I mean he still has he still has
1: numerous stats that Peyton Manning haven't beat on. Yeah, but you can't argue with the winning though you're right but he also has been lucky enough he has to have been under a coach the greatest coach of all time the greatest coach of all time and he although there are other coaches that have won super bowls with numerous teams like bill belichick not or not i mean like bill parcells not five but with different teams well, I mean – Bill Parcells won with different teams. I mean, he that guy, like everywhere he went, they were amazing for the most part.
0: Who did he win with other than the Giants?
1: Uh, didn't he win with the Bills? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. Negative. I don't know. Bill Parcells. I'm pretty sure he won. You know, couple, if Jacksonville
0: had a better quarterback, I would. I would. I would not feel so bad about your bet. I know you made it. week I know
1: you made it months ago. Yeah, and, and it was kind of a sucker bet. I did it to kind of piss this girl off. I, I mean, I look, didn't, you still got. A, you still got a chance, but I didn't think that she was honestly going to shake my hand. Oh, and I stuck did. my hand out, and she, you know, dropped her little baby hand in mine, and we shook and.
2: <laughs> immediately afterwards you're like
1: fuck shit <laughs> yeah like I fucked up
2: nah the, the best coach in the world probably coach Herman Boone I would say Wouldn't who
1: Herman Boone he's talking about remember the Titans <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah
2: I'm glad that you
0: picked up on that
1: yeah I picked up on it immediately hold on Bill Parcells what was, uh,
0: what was that quarterback's nickname was it fancy sunshine pants? sunshine
1: oh, oh, yeah. I almost said fancy
0: pants oh yeah
2: sunshine sunshine I want to grow my hair out like his
0: you have the right color for it.
2: Yeah, blonde. And a, ad, blonde ass. I'm from, ass from locks California, obviously. So,
0: are you from? Yeah, no, I'm from California.
2: I'm a Tennessee boy.
0: Damn it! From the Shire. Hmm. Yeah. I th- Wait. While you're looking into that, I think you're right. I, I just yeah. hey, look. He's coached for them. He's coached for uh, Dallas. Talking about Belichick? No, Parcells. Parcells. I, I want to say the Jets, but I don't think that's accurate. I don't think it's
1: the Jets. He had a he had a pretty damn good record. He was five six uh, like point five six nine in the regular season. He was better in the postseason. Uh, oh, in his career, yeah, he was better in the postseason. So I mean, he was eleven. And Who eight all did he coach for? Season. I swear to
0: God. No, he he didn't coach for the Cowboys. He was in the front office. Parcells brought new success to the team. He was also in the front office for my I think the Dolphins too.
2: Let's just start listing off teams. Yeah, teams.
0: Um, God damn my look, voice. While you're <clears throat> reviewing that bullshit, what do you guys think about the news today, where Mike Malarkey got fired for the Titans?
1: I'm um, happy about it. I am too. Oh, he's been to the Super Bowl with other teams, but he lost with the Patriots. Okay.
0: But I don't think he was the coach. Yes, he think, was. Okay. Anyways, uh, whatever.
1: He because uh, le- he the Patriots were like a struggling franchise. He came in, changed it. They went all the way to – that's what I'm saying. Bill Parcells is one of the best coaches ever because he would take a team that was total garbage, and he would just he would flip-flop. He'd go all over the all over the nation, and he'd go team to team to team. And every time he did, they would rise to stardom. Maybe not win at all, but they would be way better than they were. Yeah. The guy could take shit and turn it into gold. He was like Midas. Um, the Midas touch? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, King Midas. But I'm, yeah, I'm super touched, stoked about
1: gold. Malarkey.
2: He had a break company, you didn't right? didn't know that? Didn't he have a break company? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, thank you. I got to stop saying that. I had somebody listen to the podcast. They're like, yeah, you say Jesus Christ and oh, my God a lot. And I was like, you know what I do? Those, yeah. are, those are your crutches? Yeah. yeah Every time it's better Yeah. Josh something.
1: dropping GD like 15 times during the podcast. <laughs> Not 15 times. I actually, I said GD a little too much on the last podcast uh i just don't i don't like to use that word a lot and it's because of you you use it and i it love gets, using it and yeah it's it my makes, favorite cuss word it makes me want to start using it a lot so
0: anyways what's your thoughts on the milwaukee firing other than you're happy about it really quickly
1: uh i just i mean the tennessee titans are my team i want them to do well i think we have more than enough talent to take us deep into the playoffs comfortably, and to win. I mean, the Titans getting to the playoffs, in my humble opinion, was a total fluke. Yeah, It was a fluke. And people were behind them and going to games and telling me that I was wrong. It was a fluke, them going to the playoffs. And you can just see it in the way that he coaches. You can see it in his mannerisms and his actions. And and I just don't – it makes me happy. We have enough talent, and I want someone to come in and harness it, and I'm pissed off that we didn't do it fast enough. The Adams family – that own the Titans uh, are some of the biggest dickheads in all of sports. Um,
0: I do think that they finally brought in a GM though that that has the right mindset. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. We, but, we need I we mean, need to find we, a
1: coach that's going to be around for a while. We missed out. I, I completely like got totally off track and didn't even finish my statement. I'm pissed that we missed uh, John Gruden. John Gruden. Yeah, yeah. they could have gone ahead. They knew Gruden was on the market. Everyone in sports knows that John Gruden is on the market, that he is actively looking for a team. Correct. Or that he is at least being um, prodded or, or stroked, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> He's been <being laughs> way, way to go. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know. And the Titans can have an iconic coach, not one of the best coaches. He's pretty damn good, but an iconic coach, somebody that can bring talent, and he brings a, he Can bring other coaches. And he brings other coaches. And he brings a buzz. I mean, this guy is a he's a uh, not Gruden, Gruden is a uh, Mike Holmes prodigy. Holmgren. Holmgren. Mike Holmgren. Yeah. Who I mean was just amazing at Green Bay forever. He's one of his prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. And and that guy produced a lot of good coaches. So well I, I, I think Saban played under him for a while, or or coached under him for a while, Holmgren, uh, or was it Belichick? Uh, I don't know that it
0: was
2: either of those.
1: Oh, whatever. Can't say for sure.
0: Like I, I think we got, we do have a, a really young and talented team. Um, we do have some solid veterans. We've got holes to fill, but easily if we would have had the right coaching staff, we we, there's no reason we couldn't have competed better with New England. But I'm glad, Ma- yeah. I'm glad Malarkey's gone. Um, I think it's time that I, I wish that they would keep Dick LeBeau, even though I know he is, he's in his 80s. That's his name, Dick, Lebe- you he's don't a, know who Dick he's LeBeau. He's our de- is? defensive coordinator. Yeah. Dick LeBeau. Dick LeBeau, yeah. Used to be for the Steelers for a long time. Amazing defensive coordinator. I think he did, you know, really great things for our defense. Uh, I wish that they would be able to keep him around, but I know that whenever they bring in a new head coach, they're, want a clean, they're going to want a clean, staff or clean house, which I'm fine with. I just hope that we don't regress very much.
1: I'm worried about it. Yeah. I'm worried about one bad year, and I'm already at the end of my rope with the Titans. We – the Super Bowl that we went to with Jeff Fisher was a fluke. In '99, it was a fluke. <laughs> Music City Miracle. The Music City Miracle was a fluke. That we, did, whole, we had a good team though. We did have a good team, but there were there were numerous wins that season that were flukes. And I, Jeff Fisher, is like a 500 coach, maybe like a four eight nine coach. Everyone threw all this 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 admiration on him, and he was a terrible coach. Yeah. I mean, if you can't even get in like near the sixes, you're a terrible coach. I mean, you, you gotta your season's always gotta come in at like what's five crazy, five to five six to five eight to six one, whatever.
0: What's crazy is we kept him around so long yep. and he was basically barely over
1: five hundred. Yep. they averaged him when he was with the Titans and he was barely. Barely over five hundred, or right at five zero zero. Yeah, the guy was an eight and eight coach every single season, and it drove me crazy. But he was a really nice guy, and he had a lot of cool players that everyone. He had really a great loved. connection
0: with the community. Too. Yeah, I think and that's the why deal, he kept him around.
1: The deal is, is that the Adams family was making shitloads of money. They don't care if Fisher wins. All they care about is if. They're making tons of money, and then they don't have to fire someone. And he's got good, good selling a lot of jerseys, good community relations, blah blah blah. Whatever. The Adams family d- doesn't really care about sports as much as they care about it run- being a business. Yeah. You have other owners in the league that, like, like Jerry Jones. Like, if his team is not winning, yeah, he fires everybody. You know, he just doesn't he doesn't give a shit. He, you know, he goes he's down on the field. He'll make he'll make personnel changes on the fly. I'm not saying I love him but i'd prefer to have somebody that was that was more into it
2: you guys want to feel old here yeah. we go yeah I, uh, <clears throat> I remember watching the super bowl that the titans went to in your crib in first grade
1: oh jeez my god. <laughs> in first grade yes sir i remember going to school the next day and making fun of that last play oh my god i was having orgasms in one night stands me too. Were you uh were you
0: were you watching the game and drinking milk from a bottle? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I was drinking from a juice box. So Sucking banana pot teat.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, what do you all want to want to talk about tonight? I mean, I know I'm just waiting. Number one, I'm dying. We we just talked about that for ten minutes, by the way. I'm dying to know about I need to know the end to Devin's story. I need to know the end oh, about his buddy, about his friend. Yeah, I have to date? know what happened cuz they were they were
0: So we know, well, we don't know, but
1: they had they did have a date lined up. Well, hold on, they had a date lined up. Should we Correct. Should, should we at least get him to tell us whether or not they went on this date now or should we wait?
2: That would be a good lead in into Adam's escapades. Yeah, we can wait.
1: Yeah. So, do it as a little
2: tease for everyone? Yeah, so a they had a it on schedule. the schedule. They were
1: going to go to Jay Alexander's. Yep. And then ice they were going to walk around and go ice skating. Yep. And so on and so forth. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> Oh God. This oh, I can't I can't, I can't wait for this. This is this is gonna be good. Um obviously we're gonna have another uh fantastically sullen you know what he what do we call installment of Adam's Escapades. Yep. Where I get to tell you all that i'm I'm you know going gay about your <laughs> shitty life about dating. my shitty life your shitty dating life yeah and how no one loves me and no one will ever love me Oh we love you
2: yeah
0: we do we uh, we wouldn't keep you around. we're here to snuggle with you at night
1: yeah That <laughs> makes that i you know I actually had a panic attack about three or four nights ago no. i I watched like this really awful movie like horror movie. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like there was the weight of a man on top of me. I was in the middle of a dream. (laughs) I was in the middle of a dream. And all of a sudden in my dream, I felt like someone crawled on top of me. And as I started to wake up, I was in full sleep paralysis and I was laying face first and I couldn't see. And it felt like a full size man was laying on top of me. I fucking panicked. I panicked. I could not sit up because my body, like my mind was telling me there was someone on top of me, but I, I was still kind of like in sleep paralysis mode. And as I finally came into like full reality, like I shot up, I did like a push up in bed and tore the covers off heaving, looking for like there to be someone in my room.
0: He, uh, in the midst of sleeping, he felt like someone was on top of him and he opened his eyes just to see Devin's face. His nose he was nose to nose and said, Hey buddy, are you comfortable? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, pal.
2: <laughs> I want to know if you're warm enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've been laying on top of you. So did it feel like <laughs> did it feel like this man was Devin's size man though. <laughs> equal to your no. size? Uh so yeah, I'm I'm six foot two. I I hover around three hundred pounds and by the way that's a sexy 300 pounds yeah it's not like it's not a fat i'm not like a huge fat guy i'm fucking good looking
0: have you guys ever seen (laughs) the mountain from game of thrones that's what adam looks like (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, except for it's super out of shape yeah (laughs) the mountain when he stopped working out for five years they
0: they don't call you the mountain they call you the molehill yeah
1: (laughs) um the burial mound yeah, yeah it's like uh anyway what the, the hell is the that?
2: they call him the sand pile
1: yeah yeah the <laughs> water of bubble gum um
2: i ask you if the man on top of you was- oh
1: it felt like a full-size man i mean a full-size man i'd say like a 200 pound man or more yeah because i mean imagine it i mean if if i'm a big man if someone laid on top of me i mean not to mention i'm strong i could get out from under them. yeah and i was it was so, I mean, it would be like me laying on top of me, just suffocatingly heavy. That's a good mental picture I'd like to, like to think about. <laughs> nice.
2: Can we uh, recreate this dream right now? Can you lay on the table?
1: Yeah, and let Josh lay on top of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only only if we do it. I mean, I was in there just in my underwear. You would need to take the majority of your clothes off so I can feel like your body heat on I me.
0: would prefer to be in nothing but my socks.
1: Yeah, perfect. And then I want (laughs) to
0: slowly brush my beard along the the crown of your head.
1: Yeah. (laughs) uh, Down down the middle of my back.
0: Yeah, the small of your back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Let me ask you guys a question. All right. Um, Do you ever find it, or not it, but do you ever find that you, from a distance or people that you know within your life, that you are either critical of them or you find yourself judging them? From a distance. Well, not even from a distance. Either maybe you don't know the whole story or, I mean, maybe it is someone that you're close with that that either the decisions that they make or, or like whatever they do in their life, you find yourself maybe judging them or like questioning their decision-making.
1: Well, yeah, I think we all do. Yeah. I mean, we see people all the time, and we don't have all the context, but we just in we just come up with an entire story. We fill in all the blanks inside our head, and then we judge them based off of whatever we've come up with.
0: Right. I find it weird whenever I see people that are older than me that will make decisions that to me, I feel like that you should be beyond that. Like you should have already learned through life experiences not to go that route. Yep. A hundred percent. I mean, especially with relationships, like how many how many bad relationships do you have to go go through? before you can, you should be able to see that that person is not a fit for you.
1: Yeah, like if you're in your 40s and you're still making stupid relationship decisions, or like you're in your 40s and you tell everyone you've had a really hard life and you like filed for bankruptcy, and you've this is like a a true story. Like a friend or a, a person I know would like go on and on and on about how like nothing's ever been easy for them and they've always had all these financial difficulties and they have two children. And every week on Facebook... It is them blowing money on all kinds of stupid shit. Oh yeah, like look at this new thing I bought my kids. Huge Christmas, probably spent two or three thousand dollars that she doesn't have.
2: Damn,
1: and it just kills me.
0: And look, I've I've had my like, own. No
1: wonder you make bad decisions.
0: Yeah, and I look, I've had my own issues with finances in the past, and you know I'm not one necessarily to talk in that category, but I feel like that if you have, you know, people that you're responsible for your family or whatever. And if you're not in a great situation financially, you know, the last thing that you should be doing and look, I can't, I can't judge. I mean, I guess I can, I can do whatever I want, but you know, it's maybe I shouldn't be judging them for the decisions that they're making, but I find it hard not to whenever their decisions that they're making are so blatantly
1: naive or oh, stupid. it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard not to judge them. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to be judgmental, but, we, we have to remember, we are inherently judgmental. Oh, yeah. We are all inherently judgmental. I mean, it just it doesn't matter how your upbringing, you, children, and that's what's so sad about kids that, like, my niece or my nephew will come home and be all upset, and they'll talk about the kids and their school and the stuff that they say.
2: Oh, yeah, the kids are terrible it these days. It is
1: unbelievable. Now, they do pick up some of this stuff from their brothers and sisters and their moms and dads and so on and so forth, but... It's unbelievable. You wear a jacket that's a little bit different color than everyone's jacket and they sink their teeth into you. Children, you know, because they're so judgmental. Yeah. And they just don't understand that it's okay. It's okay that they're wearing a bright red jacket and everyone else has like a black jacket on. It's fine. It doesn't mean they're poor. It doesn't mean that they're any better or less than you. Like but it's kids are just nasty.
2: Yeah, I, my cousin's going through that same thing. Every time I see him, he's always got on like these freaking Jordans and you get the jogger yeah. pants and stuff like that. And he's like, well, this is what all the cool kids are wearing. And I look at myself, I'm just like wearing loose jeans and like these boots and stuff like that. And uh, I just think like in college, just wait till college. None of this is going to matter. You're going to no. see a kid like riding a scooter with a snuggie on and you're going to be like, that kid is fucking smart.
0: Well, and th- and then I think like, okay, is it is it the fact that they one, either just make poor decisions or, you know, are incapable of making, you know, good decisions, or is it just that their priorities are all out of place? Um, and and look, maybe my main focus here is about, is about finances and look, I like nice things and, and I like to buy nice things or whatever. Um, I've tried to really scale it back as of late to where I'm not just blowing money on dumb shit, you know, we're save up for, you know, either vacations or, or whatever like that. But, um, To me, if people are not in a good place financially to where, you know, they can just go out and blow money to see them then make large purchases whenever they have, you know, people that they're responsible for, you know, family, uh, you know, kids or whatever. It just blows my mind because I I don't know. I I just think like who the fuck like what what makes you want to do that? Like, look, I used to blow money all the time. But usually I was not responsible for anyone but myself. Exactly. Or, or I had yep. a girlfriend or, that's you know, a fiance or whatever. Like, but to have kids or to have a family that you're responsible for and then to just fucking, like, blow it away like it's nothing on large purchases. That And you'd be dri- like,
2: oh, my family's struggling. It's like, probably because you spent fucking $300 on something. Yeah,
0: that, that drives me crazy. And look, teach their own. If that's what you want to do, that's how you want to live your life, then do it. But it, it's, it's hard to just sit back and, like, watch... Like self-destructive shit behavior,
1: like that. yeah, yeah. We talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. I mean, watching someone who goes through self-loathing or self-doubt, and they just crush themselves, and they get to a point where they're inconsolable. It's not a lot different than watching like a friend or someone you love make awful decision after awful decision you feel like you have to intervene at some point and, and right. just be like wow can you stop making stupid decisions or the next time that they come to you and they say oh man like i'm who can't pay the bills this month i didn't get a bonus and it's like dude you know are you serious yeah or i can't pay the bills this month and you're like you just bought all of this bullshit you know, like you just where, got a new TV last week. Yeah, exactly. Like, why are your priorities so fucked up, and why are you bitching about it? Yeah, you know, why? Why shouldn't you rather? It'd be easier if you just went to someone and you were like, "Man, I made a really stupid decision." You know,
0: I, I, I like. I wonder what, and I think back to like all my faults and you know how I got into the places where I were. And look, a, a lot of my excess spending that I would do was because I was either in a bad place or. Or, like, that was what I used as a crutch to try and make myself happy. But a lot of it was just from my own stupidity because um, I got in this habit of living paycheck to paycheck, and that's how I lived my life. And if I wanted something, I bought it. And it's it's so – like, looking back, it's so irresponsible to – I'm not saying you have to save every dime, but to not have some type of, like, nest egg to, like, in case of emergency fund or, like, whatever.
1: Yeah. My dad was super, super frugal. And – Sometimes frugal to like a fault. I mean, he wouldn't, he just like wouldn't spend money on anything. And it's because he had gone through a lot of financial hardship and and so on and so forth. And he imparted a lot of that onto me. But I would also periodically see my dad. He was a salesman. He would go out and he would buy really expensive, really nice leather shoes. And he would buy them. It was an investment. He knew that he could keep those things for 15 years and he can get them resold. So he would spend a shitload of money on good shoes because he was on his feet a lot. And then he would buy like really nice ties and really nice shirts and he would have them starched and pressed. And he would spend his money on certain things, you know, because it was it was meaningful and he knew that it could help him look better or, you know, whatever. Um, So it was interesting. Sometimes he would just he would spend money and I would be like, wow, but I thought you were super frugal. and He'd be like, not about this. You know, on this you need to spend some money,
2: and it turns out it was a it was an investment for the future.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So my dad kind of. I mean, I'm not just through financial hardship of my own. I used to have some investments. I used to have things that I invested in. Was you know, I want my money making me money. Yeah. My money needs to always be making money. But I got really screwed up. Lost a shitload of money. Lost my job and had to clean out all my investments. And now I'm really like freaked out about getting back into the market again. Yeah. No. And you know, like, understandably it's like so. Yeah, we've talked about it before on on episodes, like in my dating life. I won't make a movement because, like, I won't be aggressive in the affection department because I've done that before and had people, like, put their hands up and be like, whoa, whoa. And it's just awful.
0: Yeah, but do you ever see, like, people, especially since you brought dating back up, just like, man, you see them be with someone and you're like, like, what are you fucking thinking? Like, this, like, you are not even cohesive at all with this person. Like, your personality does not mesh. Like, why, if you're, like, at this age, are you making that decision?
1: Oh, all the time. And, I mean, especially in my position. I mean, I see women who I think to myself, I have one in particular. I, I can't really talk about it, but I, I, there's. I see women all the time that I just think to myself, How in the hell could you possibly be making that decision? Like, how could you be more attracted to him than me? Or how could you think that you all are going to have a future when, by all rights, like he's an idiot, he's an asshole, he's a piece of shit? And that's what you're talking about. Like, we judge the shit out of people. Uh, I find myself all the time. I have a, a sixth sense about stuff. My dad always had a real sixth sense about people. And my dad would look at someone; and he could call it out, and I would. I, it would blow my mind. Like two, three days later, I'd find out about that person. And he was one hundred percent right.
0: Do you think it's also maybe a product of like? And I'm sure you have to do it in your job, and I know I do. Like I have to having make, to read people. Well, not only that, but like, yeah, that's a that's a very good point too. But like, well, now that you brought that up, let me let me take a step back really quick. You're always like having to analyze people, and. That's why, like, if I'm interviewing someone for a position, I feel like the early on, um, in and just in the first few questions, in the first few, like, a little bit of interaction, I, I can have a pretty decent gauge on whether or not this person's going to fit.
1: Yeah, but and I think it's just a skill that you've honed over time. Right. You're good at it.
0: But on the flip side of that, too, is, like, in, in my position, and I would guess in yours, too. Um, well, Devin's, too. I mean, he's got the – Yeah, but, we, we, but, no, I mean, we have to, like – I have to make – a shit ton of decisions every day. Oh yeah. On the fly. It's quick thinking. You don't have time to like a- analyze a lot of shit. Um, and not everything's black and white. Like there are some yep. things that are, there are clear cut yes or no. Uh, but a lot of it has gray areas. So I, I don't know if like over years of doing that has got me to the point to where when I, when I, I look at decision making, I think like uh, maybe I, maybe I can just deduce things a lot quicker and easier now because I have to make so many decisions.
1: You sharpened it. I mean, it's a skill that you sharpened.
0: Right. I to mean, where- I
1: think some people are naturally born with that ability. They just they they can like see all the ins and outs and just like get it done. And the the rest of us have to hone that skill. But then you
0: see other people who just make these illogical choices.
1: That's what I'm saying. And it- it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like they're incapable. And that's that's what I don't understand. I've I I don't understand how someone can be incapable of, of making a good decision every once in a while. Right. You know? And like,
0: then and then if it's someone, you know, a family member or someone that you're close with that you try and address this with, and then they continue that same path, it like it drives you fucking nuts. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. It does, and I and I have to admit. I mean, I'm I am a judgmental asshole.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way
1: I, all the time. Oh my gosh! Like the, we have all these new people that are constantly coming through our office and constantly training, and I mean, I'll just look at the way someone's dressed and just be like, "Man, that guy's a prick," <laughs> guaranteed. Yep. And he'll walk past me and he'll say something. I'm like, "Douchebag." And yeah, then, that's. And,
2: That's the first indicator started to cut you off. That's the first indicator the way they're dressed. Second one, the way they walk, the way they, the way they carry themselves, the way they stand, you know?
1: Yep. Absolutely. And I mean, my dad told me all the time, uh, there's something else that you, people don't, they've done scientific studies about this. People don't pay attention to this enough. We are always looking at people's shoes. You are always noticing people's shoes. You don't think about it. But if you wear really shitty shoes, you will naturally have a tendency to think that that person does not have their shit together. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. It's scientific. It's all over the internet. You can look this shit up. They just pub- published another study about it recently, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's, like it's kind of like their physical appearance, and that goes with it.
0: If someone looked at me at work, they'd be like – yeah, the this guy guy's never a the fucking guy, bum. Yeah, that guy never buys new clothes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Same here. Because oh, I fucking tear up, them up all the time. Uh, yeah. How about this? I bought a couple shirts on on a website that I go to a lot, and they fit perfect. So I went back onto the. They, well, basically perfect. I went back on that website, and they're triple X. I'm a double X. But all these companies now have screwed their sizing up. So now, like with a lot Blame of these the companies. cute companies, <laughs> yeah. I'm a triple X, huh?
2: Blame the company. I've been yeah. a double X for years. All these X for years. I can
1: still wear the same clothes that I wore in high
0: school. All these motherfuckers change their sizes. Now I'm a 3X. <laughs> Any, it anyway. ain't because I,
1: I ain't gained shit. Yeah. Anyway, I go and I buy these shirts and they fit great. So I go back online and I buy another. Are you listening? I'm listening to you. I'm going to yeah. buy another 200 to three. It was. Two hundred and seventy five or three hundred dollars worth of shirts. Damn. Okay. I get this huge box that has some pants and some shorts and then tons of shirts. And I don't have any shirts. Not one of them fit. Not one. Did you say there were three X's? Three X. I mean Too they small? were so small I could barely button the shirts did you buy them at express no i had two i bought two already did you buy my baby gap <laughs> <laughs> yeah polo's got his
0: fucking biceps yeah bulging. yeah how do they
1: do those clothes it's like eight plus like five plus yeah you know, whatever <laughs> he, um, he was shopping at the mel maurice's yeah no seriously i had just bought two shirts they fit fine and then i went back on and i bought 10 more and not one of them fit they were so tight you could see the outline of like my belly button through the shirt like (laughs) skin tight what was the time span
2: between the original purchase and then the 200 dollars purchase
1: two weeks or a month wow so it's not like no way you could have gained weight i'm the exact same size i've lost weight i had to take my belt down today so i mean and this is perfect so when I bought the first shirts, hold on really quickly, those shirts, were they so tight that you could actually see the
0: every ripple in the outer ring of your areola?
1: Yes. You can see the milk wow. bumps. Wow. The, the milk bumps Whoa. on my that, areola. That's,
0: that means you've got a lot of definition there. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I bought the first shirts, let's say a month ago or something like that. I was heavier. I want you to listen to me. I'm listening. I was. Fu- I know. I just. It's an expression, you dickhead. Huh? <laughs> I'm You're listening. listening. Uh, it's because I'm not
0: making uh, like, no, 100% eye expression. contact The whole fucking episode. It up, though. Just because I'm not <laughs>
2: well, making it. Well, shit. You. That's the third time you have said it. Where each segment. time we're like listen we're fucking listening. Listen to me. It's an
1: expression. It's an expression. I want you to listen to me. I'm making eye contact. Go ahead. Yeah. I want you. To, you don't have to make eye contact. I just want you to listen to me. <laughs> I, okay. Right. I am. I was heavier then. I. Have I've gone down, since then, I have gone down an entire link on my belt comfortably, okay? And I bought shirts that were the exact same size, and they are at least one to one and a half sizes too small. Maybe you've gained muscle. I haven't gained any fucking muscle. I haven't gained any weight. I'm not bigger. I'm not thicker. <laughs> I'm gain, not wider. Did you gain titty muscle? <laughs> yep. That's it. Moob, moob muscle? Yeah, thanks. My man boobs? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Continue, I'm sorry. I have like a solid handful, by the way. Yeah,
2: solid. Is, that, nice, how we're, is nice that how a- we're judging cups? That's a nice A cup. That's how you judge moobs yeah. as you get there, it. Well, there's
1: a, there's a lot of beef behind these, though. That's the problem. I've got like... I used to have big, like thick pecs, and I stopped working out, and it got hairy, and now they just turned into boobs. Did you say, look like wait, Hershey's Kiss. Did you say when you stopped
0: working out, they got hairy?
1: No, I was just... I mean, they just got hairy over time.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, they, they look like they look like Hershey's Kisses.
1: Hershey's Kisses? What they, the fuck? They, look, Stop. they they look like teardrops. Teardrops? Yeah. <laughs> I got teardrop tits. Well I'm also sitting all fucking weird. All you slouched know? over. Sit like that.
0: Showing off the boys to us.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Are we still going to talk about judging S- people? Succulent yeah, teardrops. We're,
2: yeah. we're judging. What a great topic. Yeah. Yeah, That's two I, in a row I'm,
1: for you, Josh.
0: Since I'm sitting here teared, <laughs> like judging you. Yeah, looks. exactly. And playing with your iPad. I like how uh, the last two <laughs> the last two topics that I brought up, I've just been like, yeah, that really annoys me. And I just leave it there. <laughs> yeah. And then you just
1: let us talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: given my opinion <laughs> on it. You did
1: it on one before that, too. You talked about the fucking Christmas decorations or how... You know, you, our topics basically all center around things that annoy you. Well, <laughs> That's a, I like to talk about what fucking annoys me. Yeah. Like your face. Yeah. Well, why don't we moves. talk about real topics? Okay. Let's talk about sexual harassment in the workplace. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. God. So uh, as a lot, li- and I mean, you all, well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and say it in the middle of the podcast. Cause I'm can virtually guarantee no one will listen to the middle. Uh, we are. Are you, are you saying they're going to turn it off by now? Well, no. They'll listen. Yeah, basically, they'll listen to the very beginning, and they're be like, "Fuck these guys!" And then they'll they'll bring it back up, and they be like, "Let me fast forward ten. Okay, now they're talking about funny shit again." You know what I mean? Yeah. The middle is no one ever remembers the middle. But Josh and Devin and I have actually toyed around with the idea of potentially having more females on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel like. I mean, obviously, we've had Jamie on, and we've had. Whatever Devin's girlfriend's name is, Anna, on. Rachel. Anna, Rachel. I mean,
2: yeah, Rachel. <laughs> yeah,
1: Rachel. But so we've had Anna and Jamie on, and we've really enjoyed it. We've really enjoyed having them on the podcast. So I it gets think, a little, a little beefy in here without a female presence. Yeah, it does. And it's, I, I find it, I still find it amazing. The, the perspective change, and and all the females that I know that have listened to our podcast have said. It would be fantastic if you all had a female on there. I would really enjoy listening because I like you all. You all are funny, but I want a female perspective. And I think so far that when you have brought a female on, I've really enjoyed those podcasts.
0: Well, I think it's easy for our talk to sometimes go toward like locker room talk.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah. totally.
0: Um, And I think, you know, someone like Jamie per se, you know, she can keep up with the majority of the humor, but can also add that extra perspective that we didn't have before
1: completely. But I mean that's kind of us revealing that as we move forward we're probably going to we're probably going to have a little bit more perspective in the room. Not maybe not every episode, but just because of scheduling conflicts, yeah. but we're going to have a little bit more perspective. The
2: majority of our guests will be female.
1: The Wouldn't majority of
2: our Is that what you're leaning towards?
1: Oh yeah, I'm saying that even if even if they're not consistent that I I think that we should bring on you know a consistent female and we've we've talked about this i mean we've all talked about this stuff and i think it would be good and i think a lot of people would enjoy that
0: well and we we don't want to because we don't want to like we would never want to limit our listening audience to just one demographic like we want to be able to to relate to everyone in some format or another
1: yes i want to touch everybody
0: so speaking of touching someone did i tell you a girl scout came to your door while
1: (laughs) whenever i first got here (laughs) No, I couldn't figure out why you texted me and you said, do you want to buy Girl Scout cookies? That's actually a separate topic. Yeah, that's actually um, a separate Girl And I just want Girl to preface the story
0: by saying I did not touch a Girl Scout. Um, but <laughs> when I first got to your house tonight, uh, we got here a little bit before you did to, to get set up and everything. Yeah, like typical. Yeah, like typical. Um, so I literally just get in your house and I put my iPad down and your fucking doorbell rings. And I'm, I was like, Devin's already here? Like it kind of threw me off or whatever. So I go to the door expecting it to be Devin and it's this teenage Girl Scout, and she's like, "Hey, how's it going? Would you like to get any cookies?" And it like threw me for a loop. I was not expecting it, and all I could say was, "Is oh, sorry, I don't actually live here." <laughs> and then she just like kind of stares at me for a moment, like I'm fucking nuts, and is like, "Oh, okay."
1: And yeah, like, they don't believe you because they know they've seen yeah, me. Yeah. So I, and, But when you're huge and you have a beard it's like everybody just thinks you're the same person and what and, <laughs> and one arm to boot oh wait um, she probably didn't notice no yeah she, they probably don't know you that well yeah so then she goes or even hey, right now she's at home telling her parents about the the bearded one arm. man broke into your house yeah <laughs> that was like i don't live here yeah. <laughs> hey i don't live
0: here get the fuck out of here no so she goes uh oh okay and i was like
2: oh yeah sorry uh uh, and I just, like, shut the door. What would have been a proper response was, oh, no thanks, I don't want any Girl Scout. Yeah, I could have said, literally oh, just I, said... Uh, I actually don't live here, so <laughs> yeah, I can't money. buy them.
1: <laughs> no, thank you, sweetheart. I'm good. Yeah, I could have just said, have no, a good night. no, I'm good, thank you.
0: Bye. But no, I don't actually live here. <laughs> it's almost like, I was in my mind, I was thinking, oh, the adult's not home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what was registering, but yeah. it was. I was super awkward. I forget sometimes how awkward I can be whenever I get, like... Oh, off. yeah,
1: dude. So, a guy... <gasps> A guy recently came. Off, Jesus, I was off. I was off one weekend, or yeah, I was off on the weekend, or maybe a Friday. It was a Friday. I was off on a Friday, and I'm never off during the week. So I'm laying on my couch, and all of a sudden, someone comes a rapping at my door and ring like ding dong, ding hey, dong, ding dong, ding dong, like ringing the fucking doorbell. Like somebody's on fire so and i i get really anxious i don't know if you all have figured this out yet on the podcast but i'm a super anxious person you're like always on edge i i am i am it's like you're always on Pro Vigil. we were we were yeah er, you know, earlier i know if i took, took Pro Vigil again i can virtually guarantee you that i would like kill go, someone go insane Earlier tonight before you all were, even started the podcast or before we you started listening to us, we were just sitting here quietly in the studio and we were talking and something fell off the door behind me and I came out of my chair <laughs> like someone was trying to kill me. I am wound up tighter than a snare drum, okay? It's cuz so, a huge man that was laying on you. On the so,
2: <laughs> <laughs> brushing his beard along your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah
1: so i don't know why i have i'm so anxious but i am so on a
0: side I, note whenever someone rings your doorbell if you're home do you always answer it
1: not always i always just act like i'm not home i will do that sometimes but i feel compelled <laughs> so i felt compelled like, i don't Ooh, answer the, could it look, be i
0: don't answer the phone if i don't know the number i don't i don't if i'm not expecting someone i don't answer the door yeah i'm just weird like i don't want to i think i just don't want to deal with people
1: man i don't want to deal with people either and most of my neighbors know who i am anybody that i want to talk to knows who i am and they have my phone number i give my phone number and my information to everybody but there have been a few times when someone came rapping on my door and they needed something and if i you was... say rapping on your door one more time i'm gonna lose my <laughs>
0: shit this is not a fucking edgar Allan poe poem okay <laughs> stop
1: <laughs> knocking knocking on my door thank you a or rap, ringing rap, your door Rapping at my door not this isn't a christmas fucking carol door. fucking so they were knocking on my door so i so i hear this knocking and i stand up and i'm i'm already i'm really tired i had had a really long week already and, and i was i was really like kind of angry and my hair was all messed up and <laughs> i was just not feeling real tickled what were you wearing i was it doesn't matter i was wearing like pants and a shirt so I opened the door and there is this AT&T guy or there's this salesman that's standing a, a very acceptable distance away from my door, which is, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Just don't Knocking back up. Yeah. So he's standing all the way off the little landing and he was like, hello, sir. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, call in, or uh, I wanted to come by and tell you about all the upgrades we're doing in the neighborhood. And I did something that I don't understand. I walked out and I like ran my hand through my hair. And I was like, huh? And he goes, well, I just wanted to tell you about all the upgrades we were going, doing in the neighborhood. And I just stared right into his eyes. And I and I just repeated. Into his soul. Upgrades. <laughs> <laughs> and he Jesus was like, Christ. yes, sir. We were doing, and in the middle of him talking, I looked to the right and I looked to the left, even though there's nothing to the left except siding. A wall. <laughs> except a, a wall. wall. Yeah. And I turned back to him and I said, I worked the graveyard shift. What are you doing knocking on my door? What are you doing rapping on my yeah, door? Yeah, and he was like, well, I just wanted to tell you about the upgrades in the neighborhood. And I just stared at him. And I was like, upgrades? Upgrades? I don't need any upgrades. I have Comcast. Jesus. And, and he just he was like, well, I just wanted to come by and you know, see if you were interested. And I was like, do I look interested? And I just turned around, and I walked back in, and I closed my door. I, ju- I was just like – but it was so funny because he – I just I, – I wasn't meaning – I was really tired and I was already super anxious And someone was knocking on my door. So when I walked outside, I looked super anxious and it ended up being really funny. I normally like to hit people with a non-sequitur. Do you all know what a non-sequitur is? No, please explain. A non-sequitur is if, if someone comes to your door and they go – Hey, Mister So and So, I was thinking about you know you today, and I wanted to come by and and talk to you about new gutters. You just look at them and you go, "You know that my mom has a silver car." That's a non sequitur. It's It's, 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 There's no sequence. It's
2: non pertinent information.
1: Yeah, or or you just say the most random stuff. I used to do that to people. I would open the door. And they'd go, "Hey, I, you know, I wanted to talk to you about Jesus Christ today. You know, you know, is He in your heart?" And I would just go, "Do you realize that it's seventy-five degrees in San Diego?" And I would just close the door, and you know, stuff like that. That part, you yeah.
0: Know, you, uh, you had kind of brought up the whole anxiety thing. Um, and I brought it, it
1: up numerous times.
0: Well, yeah, but it, it kind of got me thinking too, because I have a big uh, anxiety issue when it comes to work. Do you have anything similar to that?
2: <laughs> yeah. When yeah. it comes, what do you mean when it comes to work? So, like going to work?
0: Yes, exactly that. And what's so weird about it but is- But I mean, are
1: you only- Hold on. De- what Devin said is very specific. Are you only anxious when you are going to work, or are you anxious while you're at work?
0: I'm not anxious while I'm at work.
1: Okay, really? so it's it's yeah. going
2: to work.
0: Yes. I'm fine when I'm at work, but it is, it is like- it's, it's really- Yes, it's leading up to my shift- or, like, when I have days off, like, it, most of my days off tend to, like, fall two in a row. Like, I usually get two days off in a row. Yeah. The And I, I've told this to numerous people. The only time that I really enjoy, like, on my days off is the night that I get off of work. The night of what would have been my last day, you know, prior to my days off. That first day off and then the second day, I ruin it by being anxious about having to go back to work. Like, I literally count down the time to go back and what's so weird about it is like once i get to work i'm fine but it's like i have this built up in my head to where it's like i don't want to go i don't want to go i don't want to be there i don't want to do this yeah i have some of that like it literally it 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 can ruin my days off it can it, it like if i'm on vacation it literally takes me like two or three days just to get out of that element where uh, I, I quit even thinking about it
1: so when i'm on vacation it's always really really difficult for me i will end up getting to a point where as i'm starting to near the end of my vacation i will become super anxious about the end of the vacation and i'll get kind of depressed about it i don't oh, yeah for sure I'm oh the same yeah way. <clears throat> i just i kind of i have a high stress job anyway um i and i work I've never worked with people like I work with now. Elaborate. I don't, so I'm going to. The people that I work with are not normal, a lot of them. They're They're all really high-strung salesmen who are always fighting and scratching for like the lead because you want to be in, in the lead because you yeah. make more money. And that sometimes stresses me out being around people that way because I, I don't wanna always want to have to fight. I just want to sometimes just go do my job.
0: Do you relate straight, stre- stress stress Do you Str- relate stress? stress? Do you relate stress and anxiety as being the same thing?
1: Stress and anxiety no. Okay. Stress is stress comes on and it stays there and you you kind of figure out a way to deal with it. Yeah. Anxiety is is clinical. Anxiety is I mean anxiety makes you heave and and take big gulps of air and you are so stressed out that it's debilitating but here's or you're so anxious that it's debilitating stress is stress can kind of get you you know you like know flustered, flustered or flustered <clears throat> but anxiety is i mean people have you know panic attacks and stuff anxiety
0: well, is intense this is what's so crazy about it is like my entire life and even like outside of work i am not a anxious person oh shit i am i don't I mean, I worry about some things, but, but generally like I'm the laid back person who, who doesn't get worked up about a lot of stuff. Like that's just, that's always been my personality. And it, it took me a long time to really, and I I know like last episode, we kind of talked about me me being self-aware or whatever, but it took me a long time to kind of figure out um, that this was a form of anxiety uh, because I couldn't understand like what it was that was making me dread work so much or like ruin my days off. All I knew is, is that when that second day rolled around, like I, I, I it, it was ruined. Like I, I could not enjoy that day off no matter what I was doing. Um,
1: so it, but it, it sounds like your anxiety is super localized. You have it really is. localized. anxiety. It's very
0: pinpointed just toward, just toward work really. Um, so is that the work that you do? Yes. Okay. For sure. Not for sure. Not this. Like I don't get anxious about this at all. This is, no, this is just chill, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's it's like every day, even even like even if it's not a day off, if it's just me going into work, like the last couple hours prior to like when I start getting ready to work and all that, it's just constant dread. Like I don't wanna be here, I don't want to go to work, I don't wanna be here. And I mean it's getting better, like I'm I'm finding I'm finding different ways to kind of keep myself positive and motivated
1: about it. Yeah, you gotta find like healthy coping mechanisms.
0: Right. But it's like chug a six pack. Yeah, yeah. Uh do a shot of Jim Bean. That that kind of limbers me up, but I I don't know, man. It 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 blows my mind to uh, as to like what in my what what's getting me to that point mentally to where like I dread work. And what's what's even crazier is like I I know once I get there it's gonna be fine. Like, but prior to it, I just I work myself into a frenzy to where I, I just fucking dread it.
1: Yeah. Anxiety, now, now you said you
0: experienced it at work, though, right?
1: Oh, my anxiety—it follows me all over the place. I've never understood it, and it's way worse than it used to be, and it's scary. Yeah. Um, I, my dad has always told me that I. My dad would always tell me that I was wound up really tight, as tight as a rubber band. He would tell me all the time, like, "You're really wound up," and I'm really passionate and kind of tense, and and I and I like to I like to operate that way, because th- when I'm super relaxed, I feel really vulnerable. I feel really vulnerable when I'm relaxed. So it re- it's really difficult for me to relax. And it's that's a weird thing and most people won't understand it, you know, but that's why it's so hard for me to go to sleep at night. That's why a lot of times I will have like really awful nightmares and I won't sleep well because I feel really vulnerable at night. Right. And it's just a weird thing. So a doctor's natural inclination is to medicate. Let's medicate, medicate, medicate. Well, I hate medication. I already take a few and I take some voluntarily because, you know, vitamins and whatnot, they're good for you and you, you're get, just getting a little extra stuff. But I, uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't want to be medicated. And I, I went into my doctor and specifically asked for anxiety medicine that was non-benzodiazepine or non-benzo. So like non clonopin non-Ativan, non-Xanax, the type of shit that people get like strung right. out on. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. want any of that shit. And it takes the edge off. But I still know what anxiety tastes like and yeah. I know what it feels you know, like it's still
0: lingering there.
1: Yeah. And I, but I mean, <clears throat> that's good because I work. I work pretty good or I work well underneath ang- anxious and stressful situations. The problem is, is my doctor and, and everybody tells me you're just like ticking days and weeks off your life with all the stress and anxiety. You've got to relax. People that are relaxed have longer lives.
2: What about you, Devin? Do you have much encounter with us? You know I've never really had anxiety or um <clears throat> I'm just gonna go ahead and bring this up depression I en- something en- envy like that you I
1: envy you a lot, yeah, yeah. Okay. so
2: I you know, I've had stress, of course, everybody has some form of stress in their life, but I've never really had um anxiety or depression, you know, and i'm I'm thankful for that but so so that I've never really understood it as far as like having anxiety or especially depression. I've never understood depression and it it does get on my nerves. <laughs> That I don't understand it. Yeah, you know, but, but it's
1: exactly what we talked about in the last podcast. Yeah, like Josh doesn't understand somebody, and neither none of us do. That could could be so self loathing, and like hate themselves so much. Yeah, and just and make all these awful decisions, and it's like we just don't get it because none of us are that way.
2: I got a little jittery back in high school when I played baseball before like baseball games. I got a little like I don't know. It was just my adrenaline pumping before the but that's, game. I
0: don't know that that's anxiety.
2: That's not much, anxiety. That's just nerves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it could be a form of anxiety, but yeah, I, I've never had the, the feeling of anxiety before doing something. Hmm.
0: What's really weird is like I, when I have, like I may have these small stints of anxiety, but like, I don't really, like I handle stress
2: like, like it's nothing. Yeah. Like, you you do let stress roll right off you. Yeah. Like, like, why don't you just do this? And we're like, Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm super patient at work. Uh, I mean, look, I have days that, that it really weighs on me a lot to where maybe you can tell a little more, but for the most part, when it, when it comes to like making decisions or like a lot of shit going on, like I don't really get flustered and I don't, I don't get weighed down by it and I don't let it like bog me down. So it, it's, it, it kind of blows my mind that I can, I can deal with stressful situations, make stressful decisions, but then I get anxious about going to work and maybe it's a combination of both. Maybe because I know it's that that's what's looming. I know that's looming, therefore I get anxious about it or whatever, but
1: <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, fear of the unknown stresses a lot of people out. FOMO.
2: Huh? FOMO, fear yeah. of missing out.
1: Oh, really? I've never I've never heard FOMO before. Really? Y- YOLO? Yeah, I've heard YOLO. I've never Shut heard the FOMO. <laughs> but anxiety's is a is a really weird thing. Super weird. It just It's crushing. I mean, people have anxiety attacks, and I've had anxiety attacks before. The first panic attack or anxiety attack I had, I, to, to tell you all that it scared the shit out of me or to tell you all that I was terrified would be a complete like misconception uh, or it, w- it wouldn't do it justice. I literally thought I was having a fucking heart attack. I was like 29, 30 years old. And then you start to become anxious about the fact that you're having a heart attack, and there's no way that I'm this young and having a heart attack. And I mean, you have to like run out of your house to get fresh air because you feel like the air that you're breathing is is not enough for you. Wow. Weird. It's yeah. unfucking believable. It's unbelievable. And then you're like, wow, that was a panic. You feel like you're having a heart attack. And um, I'm
0: actually kind of experiencing a little bit of anxiety right now. Are you serious? Yeah, because uh, I'm really anxious to kind of find out what happened to Devin's friend. <laughs> ooh, ooh, good yeah, tying, good yeah we just
1: like got on a fucking bummer. <clears throat> we did. Yeah. No more anxiety. I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. Either. Yeah. And this we've been talking for a fucking hour. I'm
0: so anxious that I'm tingling in my nether regions to find
2: out what happened.
1: Yeah. So Devin, it's time. We need to just find out what happened to this kid.
2: Is it time to know? It's time. It's, to time, know. To, it's time to find so out. So give us the give us the low low. What happened? <clears throat> okay so she accepted the date correct we're yeah. like hey yeah, you told us you said alexander's accept- jay alexander's it, jay and, alexander's and, and ice skating and then yep. they were gonna go ice skating so perfect plan right yeah every girl loves ice skating i don't know about that but okay <laughs> so they meet there right because they're kind of out of the way that was our question of the week last episode yeah so they meet there Jay alexander's they get seated perfect timing right
0: Oh, okay. I think I missed that last part. You said they did meet. He did not pick her up. No, he did not pick her up. Well, that was a, his first
2: fucking problem, but continue. <laughs> so <clears throat> here's where it starts to get a little fishy, okay? Okay. The whole time that they're eating, she keeps talking about how she loves traveling and how she's like, uh, got an internship in like California, super far off state, uh, how she's going to be traveling for the next three weeks. Because I told him, I was like, you need to go ahead and set up a date, Uh, for the, uh, the, you know, at the end of this first day, you need to go ahead and set up a follow-up date, you know, don't waste any time. So (laughs) listen, this is what he tells me. I go, well, how, how did you guys, uh, like ice skating? He goes, we didn't get to ice skate. I was like, what the, what are you talking about? What happened? They ate too long. What? How long they did met they eat? at 7 o'clock. The ice skating rink closes at 10. They ate for motherfucking three hours. Three hours? And then by the time they got to the skating rink, it was closing How many down. courses did they eat? He was like, it took forever to get the check. I was like, you were supposed oh, to be out God. of there in an
1: hour and a half, But, dude. I mean, maybe they just really had great conversation. and I wouldn't go that far. Uh-oh. Oh, is there so something was we don't
2: know? No, there's nothing you should know, but she wasn't giving off the vibes that she wanted to date anyone even though that she knew because she has team. like out like extracurricular stuff going on correct and i don't think she really wants to be committed to anything right now because now,
0: yeah. is the is it but it was it him or was it just the fact that she doesn't want to be
2: committed she just doesn't want to be committed i think that's okay. that's what i got off of it i don't okay. think it was him okay but he said by the time they got to the ice skating rink it was closing down i was like you guys ate for 3 hours what the and he was fuck? like dude it took forever to get the check i'm like you were supposed to be in and he out of controls there in an that. Hour what do you mean it took forever oh my god so, so basically, i was like i was like you fucked up dude so then what like what happened after that So basically they saw everyone coming out of the skating rink because it was closing down. Uh, They stood and talked for a second and then they just parted ways. That was it. No walking around after that. No backup plan. I was like, dude, you blew
0: it. So has he, since that date, has he talked to her at all? Negative. Like,
2: is he just like done now? I think he's done because I kind of told him this. I was like, dude, she doesn't want to settle right now. She kept talking to you about traveling and potentially moving to another state. She doesn't want to settle.
0: Wow, that's kind of a bummer. Oh, and it was yeah, this, it was his first wait until date. Adam's first oh, date.
2: God. Speaking of Adam's escapades, I'm really excited to hear this.
1: Why? Because you, you kind of gave me a
2: little Easter egg. I get you. A you, gave us little, you gave us a little teaser off air. Yeah. I want to hear more about it.
0: <sighs> <laughs> Is
1: it that bad already? it ain't good this is about the same girl that
2: it's been with for about three episodes right
1: so i'm gonna be honest with you i would i would much rather be back in the last three episodes oh Oh, god it went that far downhill we're gonna determine that i don't know i mean i've deliberately withheld some information from you all because i wanted you all to actually be kind of like surprised but here's the thing though
0: this is what's key did you put yourself out there or did you make a move?
1: Um, Look at him blushing. Because we kept um, saying that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that. Okay. I'm going to get to that. Did I put myself out there? Not really. Um, mm. But it kind of happened. It happened. Okay. But in a predictably – really uncomfortable and awkward way
0: so basically this entire scenario has been awkward so there's just more au- awkwardness yep damn and okay.
1: now and 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 like i said part of it is me i can be kind of coy and i and i can play be coquettish coquettish is like uh coquettish coke
2: coqu- not coquettish I have, I, have a, I have a dearth of girth coquettish
1: uh but coquettish is like you know you're playfully sexy and playfully Uh, playing hard to get and stuff like that with, like, a sexual tension. That's just kind of how I can be. give
0: me the meat and potatoes. What happened?
1: So we were supposed to go. I asked her on a date. Okay. I asked her on a date. Straight up date. Okay. I want to see you uh, this Sunday. Or do you have plans? No, I don't have plans. I want to see you. And How then do she you, doesn't text you for like four days. No, just listen to me. How do you feel about that? Well, she is, I've told you all before she's a really weird texter. She is super busy. She has two jobs. She has two jobs. You know what I mean? Like, But, yeah, I I mean, come on. You could text her and it would take like six hours to respond, which, I mean, annoys the shit out of me, but I get it. Um. So we're supposed to go on a date. And I go – or I'm about to go meet her, and she says, hey, so a bunch of my friends are going to go see a movie today. All the friends that I met on uh, New, Year's, New Year's We're all going to go see a movie today, or they were going to go see a movie today. Would you mind going with them? And I'm like, you friends? And she goes, oh, yeah. It's like my one friend and then a friend of hers that she always goes on movies to, to see movies with. So I was like, oh, it's kind of like a double date. And she was like, yeah, kind of like that. Okay. So I get to her house. And then there's, like, her next-door neighbor is there. This super nice guy. And I thought he was just there hanging out. She's like, oh, you know, he's coming with us. And I was like, oh.
2: So he's the double date?
1: No, it's just she was like, he's coming, too. So, like, a big group of people going? This was supposed to be a date for us. Oh, that sucks. That's weird. I like her friends a lot. And I want to be an open and person if she wants to hang out with her friends with me that's pretty cool that's pretty cool she wants to hang out with But friends
0: why not with set that parameter you know
1: beforehand. exactly yeah. so then this guy's coming with us which i don't mind super nice guy he's he's salt of the earth but i i, I thought it was going to be a date i'm naturally a, a little perturbed about it so we all ride together we go down there we're having a pretty good time i i i'm probably visibly perturbed Oh wow! Okay, and, and which is hard for me to hide. I'm very visceral. I have very visceral reactions, and I'm I can probably. There were numerous times I had to calm myself down because I was like, I'm visibly perturbed. I, I this was supposed to be a date, and I assumed it would be a date, at least a double date. So we get down there, and it's her friend. It's her friend and the other guy that we were supposed to go with, and then at least five or six people. Uh, no, one, two. Three, four, five. Hold on. Oh, at least three or four other people, other than you guys and the double date. Other than the three people that were all rode down there, and then it was supposed to be the other two people in the double date. Wow, jeez. So, like, I'm I'm saying three or four other people. Uh, I said five. There's five or six total that weren't supposed to be there, but three or four other people. So I was like, wow, okay. We were supposed to go to dinner afterwards. We watched the movie. It's good. Really good. What movie? What movie? I, Tanya. Ooh. Sebastian Stan. Fantastic movie. What's and it about? It's about Tanya Harding. Hardy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great movie. It looks good. And I mean, what, what better way to see a movie with a bunch of people that you really enjoy being around? Because, I mean, they really accepted me into their friend group around New Year's. I really like these people. Right. They're a really great group. It made me think to myself, okay, so maybe it's time for me to move on and make new friends. Like these people are really great people, and I really like them a lot. On top of this girl, she's fucking fantastic. You know, I, it's just that we're having kind of an awkward start. So I'm like, well, you know, at least we're going to get to hang out afterwards and go to dinner. And she mentions that if they're all going to like one restaurant. I said, no, I don't want to go to that restaurant. I already told you where I want to go. You know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of the man trying to be a man i'm like no that's not the restaurant we're going to to. we're going to this other place that i said we're gonna go to she says great can so-and-so come i'm like (laughs) the neighbor yeah oh fuck i say sure that's fine so we all go to eat together he's great he's nice supposed to be a date so we hang out and i have a really good time because i just find i just check out like i just flip a switch and i just check out i'm like i'm not going to be mad about this anymore I'm not going to allow this to affect me anymore because it's just it, this is not a date. Obviously, she had no intentions of this being a date. She did not ever think about this as a date. Maybe that's my mistake. Maybe I should have been more specific about our plans. Did you say date? I have no fucking idea. No, I doubt it. I mean, well, I'm just saying that that was no, a huge part just, of my friends. But date. Just from
2: the way that you're talking
0: about the way that she keeps incorporating people, it seems like she's doing that intentionally.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of getting that idea. Okay. Yeah. And, and and I think it kind of occurred to me then. Now, I had kind of gotten the feeling from the, her girlfriend that I had talked to on New Year's after she fell asleep. I got the feeling that her friends are unbelievably important to her and that it's almost like a rite of passage with her. You need to be around my friends and I need to make sure they like you first before okay. I will even consider dating you. That's kind of how I took it. Okay? okay. So we go to dinner and then I'm taking them home. And I make a comment like I'd really like to go have a drink. We can get a drink and go back to your house or whatever. And she says, "No, I have to, I have to sign some paperwork with my neighbor." You know, that's a it's a relevant story. But they were gonna they needed to sign some paperwork. Uh, he can bring it with us, and we'll just go down to this bar and hang out. He's with us again
2: for the what third the time fuck. tonight. Yeah, so we go to this bar night.
1: and we all hang out, and I had a really great time, and I want everyone to know that like I had a really great time, but it was supposed to be a date. There was supposed to be at least some semblance of intimacy on this date where I can int- like be a little bit more, you know, familiar and intimate with her, you know, just on a on a one-on-one basis.
0: In the midst of all of these the different settings, like what what was the interaction like between the two of you?
1: Probably better than it's ever been on any other any other time we've been out. She okay. was more affectionate with me. Okay. Put her arm around me numerous times, like kind of rub my shoulder, like you know, all like less like a friend and more like someone who like really like cared for you right you know because she has a tendency to be a little a little abrupt with her affection or with her whatever um numerous times she like like slid her hand up my back and like grabbed my shoulder and was talking like we were talking to each other she was being a little affectionate and it was fantastic um still still short and there's not much of it but it was nice yeah so naturally I was a little bit more affectionate with her a little bit. So we decide we, we get our drinks. We're going to go back to her house and hang out for a little bit. And we're not there very long before next door neighbor, just he pisses off and he says, I'm out of here. So now it's just us. And she makes it a point at least a few times to say, Hey, we started at the bar. Um, I'm not up this late. Normally I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. So, I need to go to bed very soon. And I am a very strict sleeper. I have to get this amount of sleep and I have to go to bed at this time. You know, and I'm like, I get it. Sweetie, I get it. You don't want me to come over and hang out. You've made that abundantly clear, right? I get it. You don't have to continue to repeat it, but I am going to say, why don't you live a little, you know, Not everybody gets a full eight hours of sleep every night, and I understand that it affects you, but so what if I stay over for an extra hour tonight? I mean, I'd like to see you. I kind of made some comment like that. Like, I get it. I I like my sleep too, but it's okay to live a little. Just just an itty-bitty bit. But I could tell she was driving it home. I mean, she was driving that nail into a board. So he leaves, and we start talking and having a beer. And she's she's sitting on her countertop and look good she looked good we're talking and and you know i'm probably a little frustrated because i wanted that night to go a little differently but whatever this whole thing has been pretty awkward she puts both hands out and she says come here come here come here come here does like, she
2: wiggle her fingers yeah creepy she's wiggling like her fingers oh my, like yeah. spirit <laughs> fingers
1: like come here come here come here and i said why now i'm like and this is kind of how I am I'll I'll be really coy I I don't I don't come on command I'm not I'm not an animal you know I probably played it a little (laughs) wow yeah I I don't come on command I'm not an animal I played it a little too stern okay yeah but anyway I don't want to psychoanalyze this she says come here come here come here and I'm like why and she says I've never kissed anybody with a beard before and I'm like are are you kidding me you never kissed anyone with facial hair before And, and and so I'm kind of getting a little nervous (laughs) you know it's good though she's like yeah come here come here and i was like you're gonna have to try harder than that You, you're not gonna you're not just gonna go sit down on your countertop hold your hands out and go come here i've never kissed anyone with a beard before because that doesn't sound like real intimate to me you know and she was like oh really and i said yeah you know i i mean we've been on like five well like three or four dates now that tonight wasn't really a date but I Four said, of them were I, would, I mean, we've already kind of strung this out. I would, And I said, it's precisely one of the reasons why I didn't kiss you in front of your friends. I didn't even try, attempt to because it just didn't seem intimate to me. Yeah, Not that we have to have this big intimate kiss, but I would like for it to be special. I think that'd be nice for it to be special. So she says, no, 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 no. Like kind of goofing off. She's really goofy. Come over here. Holds her hands out again. Like, come here, come here, come here. I want to know. At least come hug me. Come give me a hug. But I want to know what it's like to kiss a man with a with a big beard, and I have a big beard. And I, I was grinning, and I, I was I was being playful, and I was like, "It's, it's not that easy. It's not that easy." For me. I'll come give you a hug, though. So I came and gave her a hug, and we kind of we kind of held onto each other a little bit, and she and she pulled away, and she was like, "So how do I do this? Like, isn't your hair going to get in the way?" and blah. And and I was like, "I'm not kissing you. I'm not kissing you just because you want to know what it's like <laughs> to kiss a man with facial hair." That's not the reason why I'm going to kiss you, and I mean that's basically what she told me. She was like, "That's why I want to kiss you," and I'm like, you, "Seriously, like either drop the act or, or try harder than that." I'm not just going to kiss you because I have facial hair, you know. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I want to kiss. I want to kiss you. Like I want to. So she kind of said, "Well, I mean, if you're not going to kiss me, I probably should go to bed." And I was like, eh, "Sounds like you should go to bed." Wow. So she hopped up. And she was like, "Okay, then I guess, you know, this probably could have gone like in a different way or something like that. And I was like, I'm sure could have, you know, but I'm not a I'm not a puppy. I don't come when people snap their fingers, (laughs) you know, and and she kind of she kind of was dejected. Well, I snatched her arm and I spun her around and was like, if you want to kiss, just fucking kiss me. Like, just just do it. So she kissed me. And it was like. My mother would kiss me, you know. I, I, it was it was very. Is it it was, like a little pop kiss. It was very like tight lipped, like like just like that. And I, I pulled away, and I I, I think. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I'm going to tell you that it sounded something like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was something like that. It wasn't that. that abrasive, was it? I mean, it probably wasn't that <laughs> abrasive. So I'm basically like, Come here. Like, we're just going to do this. Like, we're going to have like a normal kiss. I'm like, We can do way better than that. So we kind of kiss a little bit and you know it's not the best first kiss i've ever had guarantee you it wasn't her best first kiss either i mean it just it was a little it was a little awkward i mean both of us just weren't like in tune really well it was a pretty simple kiss and i was like well oh, that was nice it just felt really clinical it felt like she was deliberately trying to kiss me to see what it was like to kiss someone that had a beard it literally she made me feel that way she told me that's what she wanted there was nothing about it that seemed like this girl looked at me and was like you know what on the last few dates I've been thinking, I would really love to kiss you. Right. That's the way you that's the way you lead in. And so it it was awkward. No big deal. Well, then the shit hits the proverbial fucking fan. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious as a heart attack. So I'm done and I'm kind of commenting about it, like, I'm sure we could probably do better than that. You know, whatever. <clears throat> and she says I don't know how the hell it happened. She basically says, "Um, I need to tell you something," and I know right then, I know instantaneously where this is going to go. Oh, that's that's God. my plague in life.
2: I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: I, I, I mean,
2: it's just my Especially plague. In right life. after the kiss, too.
1: Uh, yeah. So you want to talk about someone who's already anxious, and I've been anxious about this whole process. We have a pretty awkward first kiss, and maybe I was a little too standoffish and like no 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 i don't come with a you know i'm not a puppy blah 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 i was kind of being playful but stern about it yeah that's who i am i'm gonna be myself and then we have a pretty awkward first kiss and then she says i need to tell you something yeah anxiety level went through the fucking roof <laughs> through the fucking roof i'm like here we go she's gonna tell me that uh she's met someone else she's gonna tell me that uh she really does Is not comfortable in this whole thing. What? Like,
2: oh yeah, that neighbor that was over here was balls deep in me. Yeah, (laughs)
1: exactly. Yeah, right before you got here, that's the reason why I brought him on the date. I was hoping that he'd man up and tell you, but he didn't.
0: Yeah, you know, I meant to tell you, but during dinner I was giving him a handy under the (laughs) table.
1: Actually, the neighbor is gay. Super nice guy, but he's gay.
2: Super nice guy.
1: Uh, So she starts to talk to me about her awkwardness. And she says, I need to tell you something. So I told you that along, I had kind of been in and out of a relationship. I hadn't really discussed with you how recent it was. And I'm like, well, I knew that you had been single for a while. And she said, well, I have been. But it didn't really end like officially when I finally like put my feet in the sand and just said no. I don't want to continue this. I think they had continued. They had broken up like a year, a year and a half ago. And then they continue to see each other, continue to see each other. And they'd kind of like come together and, and move apart, come together, and move apart over and over and over again, you know, probably screwing and sleeping with each other, you know, cause it's comfortable, whatever. Right. You know, I, I would assume that, that it's like a regular thing. They're probably still having sex and having fun, whatever, you know, it's, yeah. we're adults. But, um, she tells me, uh, It basically didn't end until Thanksgiving, which, you know, yeah, it's just like a little over a less than a month or a little over a month. Wow. And I was like, wow. um, Yeah, I really wish I would have known that. I really wish. So she goes into a diatribe and says very sincerely, I want to blanket everything I say with this was incredibly sincere, even to the point where she was getting a little emotional sometimes. She basically said. Um I, I think you might underestimate how much I like you or how much my friends like you. How how you you check a lot of boxes, you're a really great guy, you're attractive. Like I'm I'm attracted to you. There's no way that I'm ever gonna be able anytime soon to give you what you want. And it's come out on your podcast. I've heard it. You've talked about it to me in person, about my awkwardness and how I am incapable of delivering like love and affection to you because I just it's like I almost don't know how. I'm just so screwed up, and I'm still broken from my past relationship. She talked about the relationship a little bit. But
0: wouldn't this have been prudent information to come out?
1: Oh, I said that. I said that. Well, I had a beer in my hand. huh? It's a good point to bring up. Yeah, I was sitting there with a beer in my hand, and I I was like, wow. You know, I really wish (laughs) I would have known this shit like three dates ago. Well,
0: because now, like in some level, like you're emotionally attached.
1: I absolutely, 100% was emotionally attached yeah i started to i didn't get emotional but i i mean my temperature went through the roof i could feel like my eyes welling up you know like that kind of stuff because i was not because she was breaking my heart just because i was so uncomfortable and i was so upset that like i didn't know this so this was her this was her retort she basically said i got on match and i started to do this whole thing and I'm paraphrasing some of this. I mean, not to mention I was a little overwhelmed with kind of emotion the night. So, I mean, some of this is probably not 100% accurate. But basically she said, I got on match because my friends told me I should. I, You know, I, I felt like I needed to get back out there and maybe at least test the waters. Didn't know that like the first match date I went on would be with someone who I'm like, holy shit, I really like this person. All right, let me bring him around. Wow, we're having a really great time. Let me bring him around my friends. Oh, my God, my friends love this guy, too but i am in no place whatsoever to have a relationship i'm in no place whatsoever to receive kindness i'm in no place whatsoever to like receive affection but i really like this person so she you know she basically got down to that and just friend zoned the fucking shit out of me and just said hey if you you want to be friends if you want to you know, talk to me and be around me and be around my friends, totally for it. But there's no way that I would be able to receive your love or affection or, or, or even remotely give it back to you, which is obvious so far. And I and I, I mean, I have to admit, my first one of my first few comments was, I find this really odd timing that you like begged me to kiss, even though it was unbelievably awkward. We share an unbelievably not unbelievably we share a really awkward first kiss and then you're like, yep, friend zone boom uh, and I'm like I'm like yeah it's it, like that's a that's gonna be like a huge strike to my self-confidence because now I'm thinking to myself awkward first kiss girl immediately friend zones the shit out of you like <laughs> yeah obviously you're deficient and she, of course you're almost, like,
0: I mean I, I i'm I'm not saying I don't buy. Like everything about our past relationship and all that stuff, but
1: it was sincere.
0: No, I, and I I don't deny that one bit. But you you are correct in saying that the timing
1: is a little odd. The timing was extremely odd. bring that odd. up. Extremely odd.
0: Unless maybe it was a thing of, after she kissed you, it really set home that, holy shit! Like I I need to I need to say something because this is this is taking another level. Yep, and I think It could be that too.
1: Yep, I think part of me wants to believe that that's the truth part of me wants to believe that that's exactly what happened and that's exactly what she was thinking
0: now here's a question for you um is this someone that you could see this becoming more than just dating used to be okay well i was i was asking that because give her time well yes and no so like i i i I see her point and, and clearly she's under emotional distress to where what she needs is, uh, you know, friends and, and people to support her to where she can kind of get back in the in the right frame of mind. But yep, maybe we're going to get to that, too. Well, and maybe if like Devin was saying, give her that time to where that if you're around long enough to where she sees that what you're doing is legit and not just because look, m- maybe that's the insecurity to where she thinks it's an act. You know, she thinks that this is the, you know, you putting on a facade to where you're trying to. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to... Oh, I
1: know what you're saying and you're going to enjoy what I'm about to tell you.
0: Okay. We'll continue then. I won't linger
1: on that. No, I anymore. mean, you're, what, everything you're saying is perfect. Maybe she, maybe she, maybe she needs, maybe she wants, maybe she needs to see. I get it. That was the same thing that I went through. Okay. So over the next few weeks, I mean, this has only been a, about a week and a half ago, a week ago. I was under the assumption that I mean, I don't know how this works. And I even said it to her. I said, you know, I'm I find I basically made a decision. I just said, I left your house that night was kind of upset. And she was like, so let me know if you want to be friends. And I was like, well, I guess I mean, no, I don't want to be friends. I know what I want. But I mean, if that's the only way that I can have you in my life, then I guess I have a tough question or a tough decision to make. So I went home and I thought about it. I didn't answer the next day. I don't think. I think I took a day off, and then I like I couldn't stop thinking about her. I thought about her all day, and I texted her, and I said, I've literally been thinking about you all day. And, of course, I got no response. And then, like, super late at night, she said, I want you to know how much that overwhelms me. And
2: In a good way, uh, bad way? I'm
1: pretty sure it was in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, Adam, you're so overwhelming. It was like, dude, chill the fuck out. You're overwhelming me. All I did was say like. That you were thinking about her? Yeah. And and I was going to follow that up with, I've been thinking about you all day. And that lets me know that I would much rather have you in my life than not have you in my life. Because I really like you. You're a really cool person. I really like your friends. That's kind of how I wanted to follow up. And her reaction just totally caught me off guard. I was like, well, yep, that didn't go over so well. So Same. I just immediately started backtracking and was like, yo, I'm saying that I would really like to have you in my life. And then she kind of responded awkwardly, again. And I was like, "Okay, well, so that's it. We're going to be friends." And I'm, I'm I can say I'm a little butthurt hurt, but excited about it. You know, I don't think I said that, but <clears throat> it's obvious. I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to be your friend. So I was under the assumption. I mean, I don't pursue my friends. Do you pursue your friends?
2: In a relationship
0: way?
1: Well, yeah. No, 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 the no. No. Is,
0: no, he means like. Just in general communication, whatever. Yeah. Oh, um,
1: no, you don't pursue <clears throat> your friends. The no, answer is no. no, not not intentionally. No. Yeah. No, we don't pursue our friends
0: unless you have something to talk about exactly. or you want to talk yes. to
1: them. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So the the relationship with your friends happens organically. Right. You don't pursue your friends, so all pursuit from me ceased. It ceased. I'm not going to pursue you because that's what you want. You want to be friends. Then what happened? Nothing. She, okay. no texts, no nothing. And finally, I knew it. I could be wrong. I could be right She's, I guarantee fucking you her and her friends are going to listen to this podcast and, and I could be wrong. I'm oh, oh, maybe, maybe they'll tell me if I'm wrong. All of a sudden her friend that I stayed up with uh, at New Year's who just like couldn't go to sleep and we talked randomly started texting me three or four days later, randomly made some funny comment. I responded to funny comment. And we went back and forth through about five or six te- text messages back and forth like laughing and goofing off about something. And I stopped myself and I said, it's been three or four days. Neither one of us had texted each other. And I know they work close to each other or they work in the same building or, the, you know, whatever. I bet you she was like, text him and see how he responds. And I responded, great. Ten minutes later, she texts me. Not even wow. ten, Five it minutes later. Test. it was a, a test. It was bait and hook. Yeah, it was a test. I know it was. And if it wasn't. Then, that's pretty unbelievable timing. Why that, look? Why even play that childish bullshit? <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know. But whatever, whatever, man. You know, I, I. So we started texting again, and it was great, and picked right up where we left off, and we Snapchatted each other and goofing off and stuff. I'm not pursuing her, you know, nothing flirtatious, not even remotely. And I, I'll probably have a tendency instead of like dropping back down to zero, I'll probably go negative. That's just what I normally do. If someone tells me that they don't want me to do something, I will like create a suction because I pull back so hard. Uh, that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. But I assumed, I mean, it was really nice to hear from her, I'll have to admit. Uh, her friend started texting me, and I knew. I said, this is going to follow up with her texting me. I know I know how that works. It's a trap. Huh? It's a trap, <laughs> yeah. I knew, her, I knew she was going to text me. She did, and it was great. We goofed off for like a day, day and a half, silence for the next few days. Um, silence where I had texted her numerous times. Like I had followed up to our last conversation and like sent six text messages in a row with no answer. Five text messages in a row with no answer until today. I basically was like answer one for alive and two for dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she said one and then made some goofy comment and we goofed off for a second. And that was, I mean, we just talked for like a second. And that was it. Uh, hmm. yeah, friend zoned, hardcore, and it put a really nasty taste in my mouth when he oh, came. Oh, I bet. Oh man, a nasty taste. Now, I mean, she kind of told me when I was at her house, like you kind of go out and do whatever you want. I, I, I it pissed me off. Like I don't want to hold you back. I mean, if you want to go date someone else, and and, and I kind of was like, thank you for your fucking permission. I appreciate it. Like I don't need your fucking permission you know like you know but I, I understand what she was saying you know like i don't want you to like wait on me and you know and i'm like this is not the notebook you know like, right you know I, it could be the lake house it's not the fucking lake house either it wouldn't be but as good, it, it just i mean the whole, like when i left her house i was a, a little emotional i was i was ticked off and upset and hurt i was hurt you know and i like i said it was sincere i know it was sincere you know, we have a tendency to to, 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 remove sincerity from situations like this. I 100%, she started to get a little emotional and she told me flat out, she was like, I would have never kept you in my home. I would have never invited you around my friends. I would have never continued to text you and Snapchat you unless I really wanted to be around you because I am the type of person that will cease contact with you. I will ghost you and never speak to you again.
0: Had, did she ever like give you any more details as to like, kind of like
1: her past relationship,
0: like what happened?
1: no she continued to repeat that it was toxic toxic, okay. toxic 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 which i get i told her i had a kind of toxic relationship and it took me a long time to get over and I, I told her this this is kind of how i left it i said this is really simple and i think you're having a really really hard time getting out what you want to say so i'm going to say it for you you are not ready in any way shape or form to date me you should have told me three dates ago she I, should have just not gotten on match or now match. But I, I said, you're having a really hard time saying it, so I'm going to say it. You're not ready. I wouldn't be ready. Um, I am just going to go ahead and get it out there. Uh, do you want to be friends? That's fantastic. Appreciate it. Maybe we'll be friends. But, you know, I kind of wish you would have told me. Really like you. I'm completely enamored with you. I would love to spend time with you and get to know you. That's not where you are. Where you are. And, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sit around and wait. I mean, just it's, you know. So that's rough. So she kind of beat around the bush a little bit. I don't know if that's what I'm trying to say. I'm like, yeah, that's what you're trying to say. It's obvious. I knew when you said I need to talk to you about something, I already knew how this conversation was going to go. I knew it. Um, There's something that I haven't told you, and it's going to be me not dating you. I mean, (laughs) which is basically it. I haven't told you something, and it's the fact that, you know, I should have never gone on the first date with you. But. I still really like her, and I'd really like to hang out with her and stuff. I don't foresee us hanging out a whole lot just because I know me, and I don't pursue my friends. It happens organically. And right now, I think it would be extremely awkward for me to ask Just her, hang
0: out with her as a friend?
1: Well, I mean, most of our dates are pretty friendly. Right. Um, it would be extremely awkward for me to to ever ask her to do anything. Right. She made it clear that she can't or that she doesn't like want anything romantic and not that it has to be romantic, but I don't know it'd be really difficult it's tough, hell yeah, it's tough, but yeah, yeah it put a super bad taste in my mouth ever since then. There have been two or three girls on match that are girls that I had been texting before that were just like, "Hey, what's going on like I'm in you know like let's have lunch this week i just I've ghosted them all I haven't said a word to any of them. I just have a shitty taste in my mouth now.
2: The ghosty becomes the ghoster.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah,
0: and look, I I don't blame you. And you answered one of the questions I, that I was going to ask, which was, you know, if if knowing what she had just come out of and gone through, like, why was she even on a Match in the first place?
1: Uh, like I said, her friends told her, like, you need to get out there. You need to get your feet wet. Go ahead and get used to it again. See, you know, see if you can get on match and you know, get like, knock a, knock a few out. I mean, that's what my friends told me. But it took me way longer to get on match. A couple slump busters. Slump busters. Um. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I would. I mean, I would rather be hanging out with her right now than hanging out with you sons of bitches. Thanks. Well... Yeah
0: fucking asshole yeah you already said that you basically were trying to get in closer with her friends because you wanted to change friend groups because we weren't enough for you correct
1: yeah i don't think i said that
2: you that's the exact words verbatim i said maybe some new
1: friends would be good because we're shit (laughs) that's not true anyway that's rough i'm gonna be honest with you all i'm sure something will happen between now and the next podcast but i'm not saying that adam's escapades this is the end this is not the end I'm not saying that it's over, but I can tell you right now. Might be on a hiatus. Well, just because I, I just don't. Like, don't, every every woman like in my it? life that I really want to spend time with either does not want to have anything to do with me, they are someone that I work with, and it would be super awkward, um, or they politely invited me into their home lubed me up with alcohol and then said let's have a really fucking awkward kiss by the way i don't want to date you (laughs) jesus
0: (laughs) i wish i had adam's life
1: yeah look i'm probably blowing some of this out of out of out of proportion but yeah am i butthurt about it yep can you tell that i'm butthurt about it Yep, you can hear it in my voice. I'm butthurt about it. It stung. It it didn't it's not really gonna affect me long term, but I'll tell you what, it stings. It stings bad.
0: I uh I think I talked to you on the phone a couple days, maybe after it happened, and I don't know why I called you. I called you about something and uh you kind of gave me a little bit, not not as in depth as that, but you kind of gave me a little bit of lowdown. And uh I could tell on the phone, look I, I don't know that I've ever seen you in a very vulnerable state many times if ever and that was the first time that i could tell that you were vulnerable yeah you were vulnerable and you were shaken by something uh which is clear to see that you you had feelings and and you probably still do have feelings for this girl of course i do um it just it sucks that the timing is so terrible
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it is it's um yeah it wasn't i mean i don't open up very easily I don't know, I, I maintain that kind of stern, gruff exterior, but sweet and, and passionate and kind at the same time. But, I mean, it's it, it remains kind of gruff and stern. But, I mean, I, I was dropping all that bullshit and really starting to, like, be really excited about being around her. I loved her dog. I liked her house. And not to mention, I mean, during this whole thing we were talking about it, I, I said, it's it, it, the, what upset me more than anything, and I, I can say this comfortably – what upset me more than anything about this whole process was that I have a tendency to always date people that I need to fix or that need fixing. And I literally was overwhelmed. And part of the reason why I was so awkward and I didn't want to make any, any mistakes, I didn't want to make any of the wrong moves, is because I thought to myself, oh my God, I have someone who's well off financially or they're doing well financially. They have two jobs. They're a hard worker. They are someone that needs nothing from me nothing except to lean on every once in a while that is so unbelievably sexy and so unbelievably overwhelming because I I haven't been in that situation in a really long time that I almost don't even know how to act around this person because I don't want to screw it up right and then in one fell swoop we had an awkward kiss and I find out oh no you are broken just like every other chick I've ever dated Completely broken, so broken that you cannot even accept affection from me, for Christ's sake. You know, mm. I mean that's broken. And I and I told her at one point, I like I looked up at the ceiling and my eyes were welling up with tears because not because she what she was saying was upsetting me, because what she was saying, I, I was just like looking around like I cannot fucking believe I've done it again. I can't believe I put myself in this situation again. I cannot believe that I found someone that I thought was like. Gonna be really cool. Not like I'm a soulmate, just someone that I could be with and hang out with and be affectionate. See what with happens. And, yeah. And oh wait, nope, they're broken. Really fucking broken. How do like how do you always seek these people out? Yikes. It sucks.
0: I guess it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with um people whenever they choose someone not lining up with uh with what you thought would uh would normally fit in their category. But Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we had to end it on a buzzkill. Just like I started the last episode on oh, <laughs> oh, like a sandwich I mean,
1: of buzzkills. You all know that Adam's escapades is not always going to be rainbows and fucking butterflies. Yeah. But well, I hope this isn't the end of it. Me too. And I'm sure we'll we'll revisit this. And Adam's escapades is going to it's going to grow and and it will change. And you know, it's not always going to be about my dating life. Maybe you know, it's always going to it's always going to uh, you know evolve. um, Maybe you just need to get a cat. Maybe it'll evolve into that. Yeah, someone made fun of me at work because they were like, what do you do? And I was like, I go work. And they said, do you have a dog at home? No. Nope. you have a cat at home? No. Nope. Wait, you have children, right? No. Do you have a girlfriend or a wife? No. What about anyone you're dating? No. And it was my chiropractor. It was my <laughs> chiropractor. And he was like, I swear to God. He was like, oh, wow. But, <laughs> what a fucking loser. Yeah, so I guess it is really quiet at your house. And I said, yeah, it is, Doc, thanks.
0: Until these two assholes come over.
1: (laughs) Exactly, until I record a podcast. Or this
0: stupid fucking podcast. But yeah,
1: he he like went through the whole litany of everything that I should like have in my life and I I just said no to every one of them. Do you have any joy in your life? No. (laughs) Oh yeah, wow. I guess it is quiet at your house. I piss on joy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I urinate on joy every morning. (laughs) Uh, I piss joy. Anyway, this episode's gone long.
2: Are we ending this episode? Yes.
1: Yes, we're ending this episode.
2: This is Devin. This is Josh. This is Adam. Sayonara.